Welcome to the Process Podcast. From new agent to broker owner. My name is Travis Lenore. This is my co-host, Preston Guyton. Welcome to the Process Podcast. This is Travis McClure and my co-host, Preston Guyton. Preston, how you doing, sir? Good, man. How are you? Man, I feel a little bit rusty doing a podcast episode today. I feel like uh, with all the traveling and all the events, we're a little bit out of practice. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Got those first day jitters? Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit. So you uh, came back from FUBCon. That was a follow-up boss's event that we talked about a little bit, I believe our last episode. Talk to us about that. How was that event, your takeaway on it? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was an amazing event. Emily was able to go, and she got a lot out of it. She was just talking about it, and it was, uh, you know, a lot of people, what's great about those events is not only, obviously, the people speaking, but the people that you get to see in person right. that you interact with online and, you know, been in the real estate business and know each other. And, you know, just in different markets, you do, you know, they comment a lot on social and, and you know, talk about things, but it was really good seeing all those people, and also realized five days in Vegas is way too long. <laughs> I agree so with I got, that. I got there on Monday and I left Friday midday. And it's uh, it's just, I mean, obviously Vegas, but the time change, you know, coming from the East Coast, going to Vegas, it's just, you know, going to bed at the first night. I think I went to bed at six o'clock and woke up at 2.33 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And walking through Vegas, the casino to go to the gym is is very interesting at 3.34 in the morning. Yeah, talk about you. Uh, you had a totally different agenda than the other people in the casino at that time. Yeah, and Starbucks line looks a little <laughs> bit different at five a.m. as well. <laughs> uh, talk to us about running. Obviously, we're uh, a little over a month removed from our half marathon. You still, you still hitting the pavement? Yeah, I uh, not running as much. I'm probably running about fifteen miles a week now. Um, you know what? What I think anytime you, especially probably the first time you do one, like there's, I mean, it takes a lot out of you. you yeah. Know? So there was. Uh, a good week or two, I just felt like a lazy bum. Uh, you know, I still was running a little bit, but I definitely, you know, one one or two days a week wasn't cutting it. So, um, past two weeks, I've been running a lot more. Good. Yeah. Are you still doing a, you're doing a half marathon in the January? I'm not, we're going to be out of town. So I'm going to, I'm debating on doing the full marathon in March. I just don't know. You better decide quick because yeah. it's well, like I'm, next I'm already, week. Yeah. Start I'm, training. I'm already starting. I'm already running, but I just, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to do the half in March. I don't, I'm not sure I'm going to do the full yet. Yeah. Yeah. If you want a good 12 week training period, which I suggest, especially for a first marathon, like you got to start pretty much next week, which is, I was about to say, like, I'm, I've been doing about 20 to 25 miles a week maintenance and I'm about to ramp it up. Um, I got, I'm in the, the best warrior competition, uh, with the army national guard next weekend. Right after that, I'm gonna ramp up my miles. So, yeah, it's um, it's I'm most likely we'll be doing the half marathon. It just, I just know my schedule. Like January, we're gone. I think as a family, we're gone for like two or three weeks. So it's just gonna be a lot of then traveling in in February for an event in Toronto, and just we have a lot of stuff going on. So it's most likely will be a half marathon. And that's not an excuse. I just I don't I couldn't I don't think I could build up to because a lot of the marathons you look at you're running 40 miles a week 50 mm-hmm. miles a week so then you gotta yeah, you top out about 45 to 50 miles yeah you gotta devote i mean that's a lot that's of a time devoted to running i mean yeah. you know, especially if you're fat and slow like me 50 miles takes a lot of hours 
Yeah. You're at peak when you're marathon training and you're right. It's a big, when you say, Hey, I'm going to run a marathon. It's a big commitment. You can show up. And I think kind of like part-time train for a half marathon and get by, um, a full marathon. If you, unless you want to hurt real bad and most people don't, um, you need to like really invest in some training and like, you know, your peak run leading up to that is about 22 miles. Typically most people, when they train marathon train, you're talking about a three to four hour, you know, three and a half to four hour training run that you're committed to a couple times. Yeah. You know? It's, uh, it's just a different, and then you see people that train for that. I mean, I'm sure there's people that get injured in a half marathon, but you see people training for a full marathon and still end up getting injured. So I think it's just a whole, you know, it's a whole different, it's, like you said, you could, you could halfway and, and still get through a half marathon, but full marathon is a different, I mean, you're halfway there. <laughs> you have to be, you have to be very intentional about what you're doing is what I learned. Like you have to, it's one of those things. It's like business, man. You have to have a plan. And you have, if you don't stick to it, no more, you're going to get hurt or you're just, you're going to suffer pretty bad <laughs> during yeah. the event. Um, but if you have a plan and you stick to it and the, I'll say like go, when we ran the half and going into this marathon, the, the best plans I've ever had, where it's like, if I stick to that plan, I know I'll be okay. It creates a lot of confidence. Yeah. But well, good stuff, man. And then, um, talking of big events, we got one coming to the Myrtle beach area here in February. We, uh, kind of officially or this might be the official announcement what's happening here in february Preston? yeah so obviously i've been going to events for several years and been coaching with john for five years and you know i always talk about it and share stuff on social media and you know he's really i mean he's, he's big all over now but you know for a, a majority of his events we're always in vegas or out west coast um so i always wanted to bring him in for an event and uh we're we're finally doing that. So in February, it's going to be the first, uh, the connection summit and, you know, sponsored by easy home search and check like digital. And, uh, you know, we're going to be emceeing and presenting, well, not presenting, just emceeing for it. So it's exciting. It's going to be at the Grandies Marriott, uh, February 23rd. There is going to be a VIP party for, there's only 40 of those tickets available. It's going to be the night before at Dunes Club. So it should be a lot of fun. Where so tickets are available right now. Where where can people go find those tickets? Yes, the connection summit mb.com. And yep. the tickets are 349, the early bird tickets. And as we get closer to the event, uh, depending on how many tickets we sell, it'll bump up to 399. Yeah, and we'll put we'll obviously we'll put a link to that in this episode. We got a lot more stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, so John Cheplack's coming. Yeah. Um, who are some of the other speakers? John Cheplack. And I need you to announce the next one with some energy. Oh man, I don't know if I could do any justice, but Bill Pipes, he yes. definitely brings a ton of energy. Uh, I know we sent about 20 agents to Atlanta uh, for his agent academy training. Uh, was that about a month ago? Yeah. Um, people come back energized. And that's like two, was it two or three days of just him? Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, if you look at his, you know, we were looking at his bio um, when we were creating the landing page for the, for the event, and he's got like a hundred thousand hours of coaching calls. Oh wow! Um, you know he's he's led like over I think three hundred events. So you look at like sales mastery three hundred times. Mm -hmm. He's I think he's you know out of any like sales leadership or sales training, uh, real estate training. I mean I don't. I mean he's he's one of the best, if not the best. So you know we're excited to have him, him him and John Cheplack, and then you know we have six others that. Uh, they're going to be exciting to see as well. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be an event that 
I don't think there's been an event like it in our market. And the good thing is like, you look at our market, you go 150 miles in whatever direction, there's probably another, you know, there's probably 20, 25,000 real estate agents. So I think it's going to be a, uh, it, it'll be a big event. And I think there'll be a lot of people there. It'll be fun. I think the the building, the setup with the tables, I think it could hold about 400 people roughly. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, I think we could potentially have a full house. Yeah. And you've already gotten some commitments from agents in different markets. So you're going to get some diversity with different agents. So if you live in the Myrtle Beach area and you'd like to hear what's going on in other markets, you'll have the ability to do that at this event, which I think is cool. Yeah. And we have some, you know, uh, Kelly Salter's coming from Jacksonville to speak. So she has an independent company that's done really well. She's grown it to, you know, in two years, she has a property management company and they've, you know, over 500 transactions that amount of time as an independent company. I mean, we have a lot of people that are, you know, driving in, flying in, you know, Matt Smith is going to be flying in, has a, has a great team as well. So Outst gonna... Outstanding human being and a great yeah. story, Matt Smith. He was one of, one of my uh, favorite speakers when we were in Tahoe. Yeah. So we're excited to have him. Sunit is coming from Sacramento. I don't think he's ever been on the East coast before. So Sunit's coming and, you know, number one team in California. You know, so he's going to shed a lot of light on like marketing and different things he does. I mean, he's you know, one of the best, marketers i would say as far as when you look at social media instagram reels and all that he's he's one of the best out there uh and then we have you have a couple panels set up as well yeah i mean as far as speakers we have angie cole coming from raleigh um she has an independent company in raleigh does really well um you know and then we have sammy knight coming from he's from okay. texas he has multiple companies remax and you know he's actually one of the founders of uh bossy was it Mossy Oak? Mossy Oak, yeah, yeah like Mossy the hunting Oak. brand. Yeah, so that's exciting to bring him in. And then my uh, my buddy, my good buddy from Florida, or from Florida, from FubCon, uh, Travis is actually, um, he's actually an ISA in the local market. A lot of people, he always goes around and says, I'm just an ISA. So I think he uh, he set up an LLC now. I'm just an ISA LLC. So he's, uh, when you're looking at somebody that understands like follow up boss and call action. And, and, you know, I think he said he's had 110 closings from leads he's handed off this year. That's great. And, you know, he's going to be one of the, one of the best, and we're going to have a conversion panel. So he and I are going to be on that. You're going to emcee that. I don't know if I told you that yet, but you are. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So the process podcast is, is a sponsor of this event. Yes. So, so Preston and I will be the, uh, the, the MCs for the yeah. event. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah. You're going to come out and, you know, do your best, uh, buffer voice, <laughs> get let's, you, get you a tuxedo, make you super uncomfortable. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. But Bill Pipes and John, those guys bring a ton of energy to the stage. I mean, it will be that kind of energy. I, yeah. I feel. Yeah. It'll be exciting. It'll be, uh, it'll be all day. I mean, we'll get there. I think it'll start at on the 23rd at, uh, eight 30 in the morning. We'll go all day until five. So it'll be jam-packed full of uh exciting you know things that are working from different companies all the way across the country so you know then obviously john and you have john and bill that coach so many teams across the country i mean they know all the time what's going on in pretty much every market because they have clients in every single market yeah it's both john and bill obviously we get coached by john but we invest in a lot of uh bill pipes his content for our agents both of those guys I envy a lot because they're def they're students of the industry and are extremely tactical to like what's happening right now and, and where to focus. And I think that's why 
you know, going to an event where you have guys like that and obviously people that uh, coach with and, and mastermind with on a regular basis with those guys who are students and are very tactical about what's going on in the market is so valuable. Yeah, and they both, I mean, John Sheplock as well, like he's actually lived it. He lived yeah. it, breathed it. He was successful, you know, as a branch, a branch manager, a broker of a company and, you know, in California and in Nevada. So he's, he's been there, he's been in the trenches and he understands how to, you know, obviously he's a, I would say the best recruiting leadership coach there is out there. Oh, 100%. And, um, you know, one that I would say the best leadership real estate coach out there. So he, you know, it's, it's tried and proven. It's not theory as he would say. What level of agent would you say this, uh, this conference is geared towards and you and I haven't even discussed that. Yeah, I mean, really any any level, you know, an, an agent looking to, we're going to go into conversion and things like that on the panel and, and talk about things within Follow Up Boss we're doing, you know, call action. Um, we have another person on the panel we're going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks. Um, so it's going to, there's going to be a lot of content for, um, you know, for the agent that's just getting started to, the, you know, the team leader, to the broker owner. So it's really going to be a diverse um the diverse, you know, conversations. And, and so I think, I don't think there's really one targeted person for this conference. Well, February 23rd, 2023, uh, we look forward and obviously we'll probably discuss that a little more as we get closer, but, uh, look for that link in the comments, uh, or in the description section of this episode. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking of, of any date, what date's better than 223, you know, that's the, <laughs> the date of the goat. We almost we almost talked about uh, calling it the twenty three twenty three. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get uh, sued for that. So, <laughs> but you know, the ones that know know who twenty three is and why I say he's the goat. Are you are you a big Jordan fan? Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that about yeah. you. North Carolina, South Carolina. Been here, followed him forever. Back when basketball was fun to watch. Yeah. Um. You had sent me a, an image the other day, and I think I saw you post it somewhere on social media. Uh, we're going to get in some content here, but um, just the state of the market and a stat you saw about realtors being able to pay some of their bills. Like, what what was that stat you had sent to me? Yeah, it was interesting. We've been, you know, going to the um, going to events over the last year and a half, and talking to John, and you know, John a year ago or a year and a half ago was on stage at Tahoe. I didn't happen to be there, but he had mentioned this on some of our calls. There's, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's coming and yeah. it's a train. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you think about that, like this was, this was a year and a half ago yeah. and, and now that train is here. Um, so you're starting to see articles and, you know, in those conversations and events and everything we've had, it's always, you know, you're going to see a 30% fallout. Some markets you might see a 40% fallout <clears throat> over the next probably 18 months as far as realtor fallout. Um, and I saw it, I was going through Inman and uh, an article somebody had, had written was, I'm not sure where they pulled the stats from, but obviously their surveys sent out and everything else. 37% of real estate agents, real estate professionals that were surveyed were late on their rent for October. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's a pretty interesting stat. Another thing you, you had said is you and I just kind of messaging back and forth where that's a probably direct correlation with people who won't pay their their dues, right? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, if yeah, there's, and that's what we were saying. Like, there's going to be a thirty to forty percent fallout of agents across the country. Some some areas more so than others. So it's it's market dependent, but it's still going to happen in all markets. Um, but the percentages obviously are going to be different. But yeah, I think it's a direct correlation to what you're going to see with paying dues come January or before January. So, um, you know, people are going to have to 
start going out and filling those jobs that, you know, are, are we're not filled for a long time. You're going to yeah. start seeing um, a lot of those jobs filled, which, you know, in, in turn helps out a lot of things, right? When you're looking at the whole economy, when there's manufacturing issues because jobs aren't being filled. Now yeah. all of a sudden they're being filled because people need to get paid. So I think it's going to correct a lot of things, but, um, but yeah, it's going to, it's interesting. You're starting to see a lot of those articles come out. And, you know, when I, when I saw that one, that was the first thing I thought of, you know, and, and it's not to scare agents. I mean, they can be successful and they will be successful if they put in the work. I mean, as simple as that, there's no, you know, there's no secret well, well, to success I, in real estate when you, I, when you look at it. Well, let's flip it around because there's a positive side to that story as well. I know it sounds doom and gloom, but there's a positive. So that's approximately one third, right? 37%, approximately one third. Yep. So you look at, you know, earlier this year, we went to a, uh, an event. First time I ever saw Bill Pipe speak, he talked about there's going to be a tale of three agents, right? You can have the agent that goes out of business. You can have the agent that uh, business stays the same. You can have the agent that's able to grow their business in this tough time. We've seen it in every economic downturn that's happened, right? Where some agents left the industry, some agents sur just survived, and some agents actually grew. So when you have agents leaving the industry, one third that are going to leave the industry just because you know they, they'd rather go do something else rather than make phone calls, essentially, right? You have the other two agents that you're going to have some agents that are going to be able to survive because there's a residual. You're going to have some agents that are aggressive and double down in their prospecting and they're going to grow their business. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, the math is there, right? It's not yeah. going to be a situation where we saw in 2007, 2008, you know, where it, it just totally collapsed or we, we don't see that happening anyway. I mean, who's just, who's to tell what tomorrow holds, but right. you know, as far as what we see in the data, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you look at it, even if the market dropped, say 50% from, and, and you, there's a thing too, like we're all comparing it to the best year ever in the history of real estate sales, which was 2021. Right. You know, so when you compare a year to the best year ever and like, oh no, it's down, but there's always like, there's positives, right? Because if you look in 2019, I think it, the data shows there was about 90 billion in total real estate commissions paid in 2019. Yeah. 2022, it's forecasted to be at like 110 or 120 billion. So yeah, less transactions, more commission. Um, so when you look at it from that standpoint, 30% dropping out, 40% dropping out, the market drops 50%. Guess what? You're pretty much, when you look at the amount of agents, the amount of transactions that are able to add, it's, it's pretty much the same. So it, you know, for me, it's sometimes it's for anybody, you know, that's willing to put in the work and is a student of, of what they're doing. I mean, a lot of them will look forward to this time. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me too. I think where agents have to think outside the box a little bit, and I've seen it in this market. Obviously, you know, my role recently has shifted where I'm doing some more work on the easy home search side with our inside sales agents. And I think it's as an agent, you know, if you had a lot of success when the market was was on a rise with a particular lead source or talking to a particular client source. When the market changes, you have to change your approach a little bit, right? Like you can't continue to do the same thing because like, and, I, and I'll use our market in Myrtle Beach as an example, like why are people scared of the market right now? Or why are people putting things, well, interest rates, right? Well, who's not scared of interest rates? Cash buyers, investors, people selling their homes in other markets and have taken a lot of equity out and coming to your market, right? Now, some people might be listening to the market where that doesn't apply, but our market, it totally does. So you gotta you gotta say, am I in a position where I'm talking to those people? Because that's where the 
that's where the fish are, right? That's where most of the buyers are. Like if you and I were to go out a boat and go fishing, we'd have a fish finder on the boat. It would make more sense for us to stop the boat where the fish are yeah. versus just randomly trying to prospect or randomly trying to fish in different parts of the ocean where there might be fish. And you got to think that way as an agent. So like, think about the things I just said, where can you find those people? Yeah. I mean, you're definitely, you're, I mean, you always got to look at your marketing message and the work you're do doing because the work you're doing today doesn't mean you'll be successful in a year from now, mm -hmm. but, but there are all the things that we know that in any market work, right. Prospecting and, yeah. you know, calling and doing all the things that a majority won't do. And it's one of those, you know, whatever you do, usually when you focus on what the 10% are doing and the 90% are not willing to do, you'll be successful. Yeah. I think a lot of it goes back to also like, yeah, we got to look at where the business is. That's, that's a thing. But the other part of it, I think a bigger piece, and you touched on it a little bit, is I'm a firm believer. I think you see it not just in real estate, but in all industries. Really good economic markets create really bad habits. And I'm going to caveat that. They also create really bad customer service yeah. issues. And I think realtors especially fall into that category, right? There's a lot of really bad habits, and we can even touch on a few if you want, but there's a lot of really bad habits that realtors sometimes fall into. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, whether it's, you know, not following up, I mean, is is one of the easiest ones and, you know, or or ending a conversation without what what the next step is. I mean, there's things like that. Like we, you know, you and I were talking as far as like the inside sales team, mm -hmm. you know, when you close out follow-up boss and you're under a client, use call action to create a text for a week from now or two weeks from now. Go ahead and save that. That text will go out to the customer, a client, hopefully the client. And then you could respond to it then. So there's a lot of things like when you're an agent, when, you know, you, you always want to close something out with the next step and you always talk about the you know, next step. What's the next task? What, what are you going to do? Don't just close it out without something in the future. Um, so, you know, getting, getting away from those bad habits, but getting away from the bad habits of, you know, things like Zillow and realtor.com, just waiting for a lead to land in your lap and, you know, they're wanting yeah. to buy a $500,000 beach house and you paid $500 for that lead. And, you know, those days are, you could still buy leads, but, you know, does the investment make sense? And does it make more sense to learn how to do that yourself? Right. You know, to hire somebody or have, you know, which have like digital, we're teaching people, like we're actually teaching people how to set up pay-per-click accounts. We're setting them up an account they own. So eventually maybe they can learn how to run it themselves, you know, instead of, trying to be a hero we're trying to be a guide to you know guide people through and help them understand on how to you know do things like that that they can manage themselves and make it predictable where if you just throw money at something that's a different company that at the end of the day doesn't really care you know they'll flip a switch tomorrow and change what they're doing um, but this is a market to do things like that it, it just reminds me of the like an old like a super old saying of do you want somebody who's just going to give you the fish or do you want someone who's going to teach you how to fish? Yeah. Right. That's really what it comes to. When you, when you know how to fish, you're, you're really in control of your own destiny from a business standpoint. Oh, hundred percent. I think a lot about, you know, I had a coach early in my real estate career who he used to say this all the time. And I find it to be true. Like a hundred percent of the time is all real estate agents problems with their business come from two things, their schedule and their ability to prospect. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'll break them down separately, but schedule yeah, I think like if you go back to the market a year ago, 18 months ago, real estate agents became very reactive. Hey, I want to buy a house. Hey, we want to put an offer on this house. Hey, this is at the market. We want to go see it. You were very reactive, 
right? And whatever free time you had, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted with your business or personal because you were just reacting to people, you know, you were take who were who were you were taking orders yeah. essentially. Now I think you have to flip the script and you have to be very proactive. That's where realtors will get an advantage. Like, do you actually schedule your prospecting time? Yeah. I mean, and you look at that too. You talk about schedule. What's easier to come up with a new schedule every day or keep something consistent? Consistent. I mean, consistency, if you want like a stress, obviously you're never going to have a total stress-free life, but if you want less stress in your life, come up with a consistent schedule that you should, you know, that, that you know you could be successful with and stick to that. And just, I mean, you know, I've struggled the last month with, with my schedule and, and uh, you know, and I'll say that, I mean, I, we all struggle. I mean, I struggled this morning. I was like, I do I really want to work out. And the little gremlin in my head was talking me out of working out. And I went and ran, you know, three miles and worked out. So it's uh, I think we all struggle with the same things. It's just actually just doing it. Yeah. And I think you got to set, and I hate to use the word goals, but you have to set commitments of, Hey, you know what? I'm going to make 120 dials every single day. Right. Which is very achievable. Yeah. Right. And I, and I say goal because goal, when you say the word goal, it's like, I'd not, I'd like to, or it'd be nice to, or it's not a big deal if you don't get it. But commitment is, Hey, I need this for my business every single day. So set that commitment, put it on a schedule and then just do it. And really you're, you're knocking out two of the worst habits agents normally have that affect their business. The most is the willy nilly schedule. And then like the inability to prospect, well, what if it's in your schedule every single day? Go ahead. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, like you said, commitment. I mean, like I, I'm going to hop off here after this and sign up for the half marathon in March because then I know if I'm signed up, I got to actually go out there and push more, put more miles in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think I'm ready for a full, just more so I could be ready, but I just between now and just like my schedule and, you know, time away and everything else, it would just be more difficult. So I want to, you know, have more time to get ready for that. Yeah. Two, two half marathons and then a full. I think that's a good, uh, that's a good good schedule to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I look at those bad habits. I think scheduling, you know, realtors get into the business with a flexible schedule. They get spoiled by the business where you could have a quote unquote flexible schedule. Now they're in a situation where they have time and they don't know how to fill it. And I'm going to tell you the way to fill it. If you have nothing in your schedule today, yeah. get out there and prospect, like prospect with that time that you have. Uh, the other, the other uh, failure or I shouldn't use the word failure. The other struggle I see agents having right now that I talk with is they got out of the habit, or maybe they never had the habit of being students of their market. Yeah. And that's simple. Like if you're like, Hey, I don't know what that means. Like, what do you mean? Study the market. Whatever you should know, like, especially where you do a lot of business, you should know what houses sell for, right? You should, your ability to talk about the market is what gives people confidence to work with you as an agent. Number one, especially when there's a lot of uncertainty in the market and people are like, Oh, we think we should wait. If you have an ability to talk about what's happening in the market confidently, you you have the ability to change people's perception on, hey, should we buy or should we buy or sell right now based on the data that you're giving them, right? But I think the other, the easiest thing you can do as an agent is, and I t- teach brand new agencies because it's like the number one easiest thing you can do. Look in your MLS every single day at what got listed today. What got listed today? Like what's newly listed in your market? And there's a lot of listings out there right yep. now. Go through listing by listing and say, Hey, is there a person in my database I talk to that this house makes sense for? That this house makes sense for? That this house makes sense for? Right? One by one by one. And it gives you a reason to follow up that person who said, Hey, we're waiting because of interest rates. And I always, you always got to make sure you ask the question, well, if you found the perfect house, would you make a move? Right? Now you're calling them like, Hey, Joe, I saw this house hit the market today. I thought about you guys. It looks like the perfect house. 
Just want to see what you thought of it. I'm going to send it to you in your email. Take a look at it. Let me know if that piques your interest at all. If not, no big deal. I'll keep an eye out for you anyway, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, and he said student in the market as well. There's ways to get into the fours right now. You know, there's a lot of programs that mortgage companies are oh, yeah. putting out two to one buy downs or, you know, there's a bunch of different ones out there that if you're an agent and all of a sudden somebody has that and the, the question is, okay, well, if you found the right house and you could, you know, you could be, obviously you would have to understand the credit. Well, you wouldn't have to, but you know, obviously they wouldn't be able to qualify for some of those if they didn't. But I mean, it's a question to have that then they could speak to a lender and say, hey, you have the opportunity to maybe see something in the mid to high fours. If you could do that, would this house make sense or or would it be a, a better time for you to buy now? So there's a lot of pro you're starting to see a lot of those arm programs or the two to one buy down or, or you know, all those programs come out now to combat the rates that are in you know, the higher rates that are out there now. But even like last week, I mean, the, was that last week or two weeks ago, the uh, inflation information came out and mm -hmm. the rates fell into the sixes. Yeah. And, and we saw a flurry of activity too. Oh yeah. We've yeah, yeah. the last two weeks have been crazy busy. So, you know, things like that happen. You got to reach back out. It's a good time to say, send a text or, you know, shoot them a personal text, just go through it and you could save a template. And say something like, "Hey, did you see the the movement in the rates? They're you know, into the sixes now, or whatever." Just to start that conversation, and maybe they don't, you know, buy, or maybe they do. But I mean, sometimes we just assume people see all that information, and a lot of times, if they're not in real estate and they're not in this business, they don't pay attention to that every day. And and if they do see it, and you didn't tell them, sometimes it's too late. Because oh, yeah. I can tell you again, I've been working with our ISAs. And when that news came out for like two or three days right after, there was a flurry of information. There was people wanting to talk to realtors. And I, and I have a strong suspect, suspicion, even looking at some of the notes and some of the calls, a lot of those people were fence sitters. Oh, yeah. We're like, no, we're not going to do anything because, well, interest rates fell a little bit. They've kept, had their eyes on some some homes that are, in their eyes, a good deal from a price perspective that were too competitive a year ago. There was a, a flurry of activity when that, around that news. Yeah, and you, look at, and you look at, too, like a... a you know, if I was an agent and, and I, you know, just thinking about what we're talking about now, I would tag people, right? I would tag people, you know, lower rate, yeah. you know, create a tag for low rate or, or waiting for rates to decrease. Well, all of a sudden there's, I could pull that list of people from my database on all waiting for rates to, and I'm going to blast them with a text message and an email, you know, go through, because obviously it's probably not going to be hundreds of people. If it's your database, maybe it's 50 or whatever it is go through and text every single one and send them an email at the same time. And, uh, you know, maybe that takes you an hour to do, but it, uh, you know, it could, I mean, if an hour to, if you worked an hour to get one sale, I would say it's probably worth your time. No, I'm a huge fan of tags. I do that. You know, like I said, I do a lot of follow-up calls and stuff like that. And I'll give you an example, like around here, a lot of people are searching for homes. The interest rate one is a great one, but I'm going to give you like Myrtle beach specific and it might work for some other markets. Think about it in this way. A lot of times you'll be on the phone with a buyer and they're like, Hey, we'd like to be, you know, a golf cart ride to Merle's inlet, you know, for under X amount of dollars. Right. I'm like, okay, great. And I'll put that in the notes and I create a little tag golf cart ride to, to Merle's inlet. Right. And you're doing what I talked about a minute ago and you're going through what hit the market, what hit the market, what hit the market. And you see that house and you can search the tag. Now you got five people to follow up with that. That's the house they said they could possibly be interested in. Yeah. Think about the vet. Now that's a way better phone call or the interest rate conversation is a way better phone call to make versus, Hey, Preston, just calling to check in. How's that home search going? Yeah. You get just 
winter pipes ready, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Spring cleaning. Right. You sound super versus 18 spring cleaning tips that you receive in January to prepare for spring. Right. Versus all those canned. Yeah. Versus you saying to me the last time we spoke, hey, we'd love to be a golf cart ride from Merle's Inlet. That's yeah. what's important to you. Oh, you yeah, told me sure. what was important to you. Now I'm calling you and be like, hey, Preston, I just found this house. Just hit the market today. It's a golf cart ride yeah. from Merle's Inlet. What do you think? Like, I'm going to send it to you via text or I'm going to send it to you in your email. Take a look at it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if this checks the boxes. And if it doesn't, just let me know. Yeah, Ooh, 100%. That guy, Travis, like he's on it. He's looking for a house for like, think about that from a, a service standpoint. Oh yeah. You want to sure. separate yourself from every other realtor in your market or, or other salespeople or other agents. That's a differentiator right there that people aren't doing. Yeah. hundred percent. And all yeah. you're doing is using tags and being a student of your market. Yeah. And getting that information, like, you know, they the dog owners. Okay. Is, is a dog park important? I think it's what I think the uh, national average is like 40% of people have an actual dog. Um, so you know, that's, you know, those questions when you're digging in, I mean, those are things that you create tags for. And I wouldn't create a zillion different tags, but no. you know, tags, it makes sense. I mean, you know, like you just said that, it's a, you know, for us, East of 17 is a big thing, right? So East of 17, yeah. you don't have that's to, good one. you don't have to pass any highways to get to the ocean, um, you know, like major highways. So like East of 17, no matter where it's at, um, East of 17 business, no matter where it's at, it's, you know, you could, safely Prime. drive a yeah. golf cart another good one around here is people like because we have obviously great weather but not a ton of homes have pools yeah i always use like i'll put a pool tag on somebody who says like yeah we'd love to have a backyard with a pool if we found that house yeah we'd probably do something you know for the right price okay boom pull, pull. like i have like i could pull that tag up there's a ton of buyers i could follow up with like hey check this out this house has a great pool in the backyard yep great conversation right so just think about stuff like that that you didn't have to do a year ago, right? Or you couldn't do because that house would have sold in 12 hours. This is the perfect podcast for after FubCon because we're talking about how to follow up. Yeah. And obviously that always, you know, we've done a ton of episodes. I feel like on like tools you got to have, you have to have a CRM that allows you to do this stuff. Um, we're not sponsored by FubCon. We just, I think it's the best CRM yeah, out 100%. there. And I think, um, and there's other comparable pieces of software we can name. There's great, uh, CRMs, but if you don't have one of those that you could rely on in your business, you're at a disadvantage, especially right now. Yeah. And the next FobCon event, if you're listening to this as an agent, team leader, or whatever, I would not miss it. Like it's, I think the next one they're going to have is going to be in Austin next year, which is, uh, cool. I, I, I will be there. Go ahead and tell my wife when the date comes out. That's okay. That's a, Austin's a cool city. And the CEO of Follow Up Boss, Dan Corkle, he was a guest on our show very early on. Great, great entrepreneurial story on how he started his business. Yeah, he's a great dude. I mean, yeah. he really is a, a, a really just down to earth. I mean, hung out with him quite a bit at uh, FubCon, and he's a super genuine guy. Really cares about his, you know, client client base, his uh, employees. I mean, just uh, him and his partner are both great people. Yeah. Well, I, I guess as we wrap up this this episode, Preston, I think you know the the thing to think about. Really, I go back to what I heard Bill Pipe say earlier in the year the tale of three agents and we're seeing it. Right. Yeah. And this isn't doom and gloom. Like you're going to fall into one of three categories. And really it's just a matter of choices as to which direction your business goes. Like if you're okay with it, staying the same, do what you got to do to, to keep it the same. If you're okay with not being in real estate anymore, don't make calls. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, I think about that too. Like that was a Mike Tyson quote when, 
everybody's what is it until they get punched in the face every, every, everybody has a plan until when they get, enter a fight until you get punched in the face yeah and <laughs> i think of that because uh, you know the conversations i've had because we were i think we were delayed by a lot of other markets too because a lot of other markets had felt it and like yes. in the last two months we 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 had a lot of time to see it yeah, coming yes yeah. but still a lot of agents uh, you know the conversations that i had in the last week or two or three weeks they're all like, what in the heck just happened? Like, where did that come from? You know, it was, and it happened like in the last two, three months. It's just out, out of, out of nowhere. It's just like everything dropped. But you know what I love about all of that conversation? We talked about the two ages, right? Go out of business, stay the same. There's still the agents. We have them in this office that have grown their business in the last 90 days. Oh yeah. In the last 120 days. Why? Because they're out there, they're prospecting. They taking the time to like double down on the things that are working for them and creating a business plan around it and making it happen. So there is, this isn't doom and gloom. This is like, well, if this isn't working, you got to do something different. Yes. So guys, have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. See ya.